0: Welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of Week and On Fleek. I am your host, Richard, and my co-host, my pa- my partner in crime. That's I was going to okay. say my padre, and that's definitely not accurate. <laughs> so,
1: padre means father, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: You're not my father. I am your
1: father. <laughs> This is when the audience learns this that is Katarina going is off re-
0: to a good re- start.
1: <laughs> We're
0: less than 60 seconds in. We have an Empire Strikes Back level twist. This Man, is going I can't swimmingly. For this,
1: is- <laughs>
0: this is actually a Star Wars episode.
1: Surprise. So,
0: um, no, it is not. We're going to try to get back on track. We'll see if we can succeed. We're gonna do if we can make it through. We're gonna do an episode on CPR training for Katrina, and after that, after that,
1: right. what does it used to say? Dead, dead fish. fish. Dead fish. Dead fish. Dead fish. All right, that works every time.
0: Dead fish. All right. Dead fish. So <laughs> it did not work. All right, we're doing travel okay. movies. Movies about people who travel. Why we didn't do snakes on a plane for this, I don't know, Aww. but we missed opportunity. All right, so
1: there's a million movies we could. We have done. are
0: doing so many. A no, we're things only.
1: Things I haven't done.
0: Mm, so we narrowed it down to four. We tried to um, do four movies that were perhaps emblematic of the idea of the impact that traveling to a new place. Can have on you.
1: Ooh, very well said. So. You're here, here. Snaps for you. Thank you. So the four films are Under the Tuscan Sun mm-hmm. and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty mm-hmm. and what are the other two.
0: Eat, Pray, Love.
1: <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love. And
0: then Walk in the Clouds. A
1: walk in the Clouds.
0: And uh, that one, you know characters speak Spanish and they say padre to each other, so I'm sure that is where... That's it. ...that slipped in for (laughs) me. Um, So we have these four movies, two with more of a male-centered story and two with a more female-centered story. There you go. So we're just being all kinds of equal rights here. There we go. So um, a variety of films. I will be honest, I had not seen... Three of the four on here. Really? Um so this was a lot of new ground, new territory for me to cover. Hmm. Um what about you? Had you seen all of these coming in?
1: I saw three out of four. Ah,
0: okay. So it was
1: opposite of you.
0: There we go. So, um let us begin with our week and then we shall move on to our fleek. I don't remember who went first last time.
1: I don't know. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, or we can just, you know, interrupt each other as per usual. So. I like that. All right. So I'm going to say this is tough for me and I kind of don't know what is about to fly out of my mouth. So here we go. <clears throat> because I feel like this is like all, these are all like middle ground films for me. Mm. I like them all. And I, I know I said that. I say that like every single episode. I love movies. I like all these films. It's hard to pick a weekend and on fleek sometimes. However, in general, I'm usually like flying high on some kind of series. Like I love Star Wars. I love Harry Potter. Um, You know, whatever this is, this is just like, I don't know. I just feel like these are like middle ground films as far as excitement for me, even though I like them very much. And so it's hard, hard to elicit a reaction that makes me be passionate. And so, harder to rank, in my opinion. However, I'm going to say that there are two films that I feel like deserve to be a little bit lower than the other two. I'm going to say that the two weaker are Eat, Pray, Love, and um, A Walk in the Clouds. And um, I read Eat, Pray, Love this summer, actually. I had a little bit of time on my hands. And I read Eat, Pray, Pray, Love, and I loved the book. And that was not a surprise to me because I really do love the film. And more than the film, I just love the concept of eating and praying and loving. I love all of those. And um, (laughs) you put them all together. It just makes sense. And anyway, there's there's this woman who is, her life is in a shambles. She finds herself very broken. And um, she goes through a, a transformation, metamorphosis, which is, going to be something you're hearing about a lot in this podcast because that is like the theme um, is travel as a means of getting your life back together and um, this woman goes to three different places <clears throat> to basically cleanse herself of the past and nourish herself, learn, learn how to be centered and uh, you know aware of her surroundings and serve the people around her and then finally she's, she's ready and open enough to find love in her life. And like that's a great like that's a great pitch who doesn't want that you know and who hasn't been in those depths at some point um, for whatever reason and um, so I love the concept um, I love the film and i watch the film like a couple times a month I'm not even I'm not even lying as many movies as I watch and you know as pathetic as that might be It still works its way in there for me, probably more than any of the other three, four films.
0: And yet you put it on weakest. And
1: yet I put it on one of my weakest, I did. Um, um, But I think that it's not going to fall below A Walk in the Clouds. And um, I feel like kind of like a repeat of when we did Titanic and I was like my 18-year-old self would have been really, really... uh, Upset that I was saying that Titanic was my weakest but and here I am saying like I really feel like my 20 year old self would be really sad that I just chose that for my weakest but I'm I'm doing it and here is why um I think when Keanu Reeves uh, nails his acting gigs he knocks it out of the park and it's just like stellar and it is like worthy of study and but I think it's it's like it does not happen every time and uh, this time I just feel like it, it wasn't exactly the right fit and like it doesn't bother me as much as some other things I've seen him in but I also think that it was the wrong tone it like set the wrong tone for the film no he's still endearing as all get out and it's this story of the soldier and he's got a, um, a new wood wife back at home. He's coming back from war. And in his travels, he um, comes across a woman who's really sad. And turns out she's pregnant and she's going home. And she's got to tell her family that she's pregnant without being married. And in this time period, what it is, this is like a big deal for her, especially her traditional family. She's, she feels like she's going to be shunned. And then what is she going to do with her Child and herself. How's she going to take care of her family here?
0: Post World War II for a woman, single right. mother, not a great situation. Plus, she thinks her dad is going to murder her once yeah. he finds out, no, and she's it. not exaggerating. She genuinely fears for her life. Right. When it's, you meet him, can understand why he's
1: like for real serious. And then that sweet Keanu Reeves, um, you know, good upstanding man and and soldier. He's like, well. Why don't I go in there and say that I'm your husband, and then I'll just leave, and you know everything will be good. And then the twist is they fall in love. Oh, and then they bat off giant flames from their family's grape orchard, vine thing, vineyard. So <laughs> I skipped a lot of yes. Plot in I, there. I
0: think you might have jumped over a few small just, details. Just
1: but that's it, pretty much, is, right. is they meet, he helps her fall in love, and there's fire. Um, He does eventually make it home to his wife, who is having an affair. I'm like, oh, good, that gives me permission to go back She's to the woman I, I want to.
0: She annulled the marriage.
1: Okay, so she was <laughs> having an affair, and then she annulled the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> like there's that moral gray area the whole film actually sits in kind of that moral gray area but Very you don't care so. because you're in the this beautiful countryside you know in this vineyard and these beautiful lush landscapes and these passionate people and Keanu Reeves just being a, a good guy and you don't care about any of that I mean it's, an, it's a nice romantic film and <clears throat> you know again landscape is beautiful just like all of these travel films but I feel like um, out of out of these four, just for the points that I said and more, I've got to ding it. And I've got to make it my bottom four, or uh, my bottom choice, my weakest. And it's probably the one that I've watched the least out of the four, and so, well, actually no. It's not. But.
0: Minus the one you've never seen.
1: Minus the one i had never seen, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> All anyway, right.
1: that's my weakest.
0: So my weakest I'm I'm similar to you in that I like these films but I I don't I wouldn't say I love any of them none of them are ever going to be you know a uh, a must see none, for me none of them are going to be ones that I'm just going to watch over and over on repeat However I do like all of these films um but for me the lowest and for me it was a pretty easy decision uh is under the Tuscan sun.
1: <gasps>
0: I knew we were going to clash on this. I'm it's it's my lowest. <laughs> um and here's the thing. I love Diane Lane as an actress. I think she is immensely talented. She is. I think she's a beautiful woman. Um but there are beautiful women in Hollywood who make their career on just being beautiful. I think that she has a gift for emoting and and convincing you that she walks in the shoes of somebody, and so um, I like her um, and I like um, what she is capable of as an actress. However, I feel like this ground for her is very well trod. She seems to play this character many times. This sort of um wonderful person who's saddled with a not great spouse and either ends in divorce or estrangement, and then she has to go and seek meaning somewhere else yada 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 um and i just I don't think that this is the best instance of her playing this particular role um, it's as a film I find it to be cutesy in <laughs> not a good way for me. I
1: don't think I've ever thought of anything Italian as cutesy.
0: Like her whole okay I'm gonna go on this um this gay cruise and I'm going or whatever it was. Was it a cruise? Was it a trip? I don't a, t- a tour. A tour. Um, a Tuscany. That my
1: Italy um, that my is. two
0: girlfriends are no longer going to go on and then she just stops at a house and buys it. And for me, I'm like, that's... cute.
1: Oh, hold on. You just missed the, the whole thing where her husband and his, his nasty new wife want their house. And she pours yes. she, she, she she out them. the water from the yes, vase in yes, the, yes. the floor, which is my favorite part in the whole movie. And she puts the vase in her pocket and she yes, leaves. And
0: that's charming. <laughs> I shall grant you. It's not that the movie is without any virtue. But for me, I I also found her character frustrating. I felt like she made choices that perhaps some people would look at and say, that's a very human choice, and maybe in a different circumstance I would do. But for me, I was just like, that's a stupid choice. Please stop (laughs) making stupid choices. Make some good choices. Like her whole dalliance with the Italian fellow, I did not appreciate it. I did not appreciate that she she took so it seemed like she took really long to learn to appreciate herself and i i didn't like it i didn't like it and i i also feel like there's a mix there's a lot of all of these people are making bad choices she's making bad choices her little construction boy from poland or wherever is making bad choices and uh, you know everybody's making bad choices but in the end, all of your bad choices compound into something good. And I think that that is a good message in the sense that, like, even the mistakes we make, we can find a way to turn them for our good. I think there's something very redeeming in an idea like that. I just didn't care for the execution. Um, I it, it didn't grab me. And it's, um, like I said, it is not without its charms. Certainly the scenery is beautiful. Certainly she's a great actress. She has a, a good, solid supporting cast. I bought, uh, you know, the, the relationships. I just, it's, and I, I'm willing to fully acknowledge that it's probably just down to taste. It's not my kind of movie.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like all of your dings, I mean, your opinion is valid for sure. But I feel like all the dings were, like, that's, like, just humanity in general. Don't you know, like, there's people sitting around going, well, that was a dumb choice, you know, about all the things that we do, like, personally. And then, like, well, that's that's a dumb choice and that's a dumb choice, you know. And, like, if, as far as, like, morality goes, every, you know, people make their own choices and things like that. I mean, if, as far as, like, digging it cinematically, you know, I eh. know. But I feel like a lot of these films, these in these particular four, talking about traveling as a means to tackle your own life problems. these people are suffering the same from the same problems. There's you know something wrong in their life, something amiss. And their travel leads them to some sort of way to find themselves. And none of them have found themselves before the travel, which is interesting and like makes me want to travel. That's for sure. Um, to see new places and and experience new cultures and people, and certainly i 've done a lot of growth through living other places and traveling right. to see other places and and of course, and even watching movies like this where it 's like you know even just as a casual you know observer of the situation, figure out what is my own morality right. how do I feel about any of these things like that's
0: well that's and good. all four of these films um use travel in a different way in a different lens as a way of helping these people explore their issues and resolve their problems. Even the two who some would argue are most similar, Eat, Pray, Love and Under the Tuscan Sun, really take a different approach as to how they choose to resolve this. For, For me, Under the Tuscan Sun, her going to Tuscany and buying a villa felt like an escape hatch. It felt like she was just trying to get out. And this was the thing that jumped out at her and said, Hira, you can escape a Hira. Let's go. And, yes, terrible Italian accent. Thank you. Um, so...
1: I was going to say it, but...
0: That's, that's what I got out of it. So that's my week. So what's your fleek?
1: Um, it's not Under the Tuscan Sun. There you go. So the one film that I did not see ended up becoming my favorite, even though I've seen Under the Tuscan Sun and Eat Pray Love probably hundreds of times put together, because I love the concept of travel and like exploring yourself through travel and blah, blah blah blah, and be transforming and becoming a better person. I've already mentioned, like I've already said, glow things about Eat Pray Love, and there are glow things about Under the Tuscan Sun. Even just just to experience the landscape, um, it's just it's worthwhile just to see that. Um, but I'm gonna say my only choice is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I don't know what it is about this film. I resisted it for so long. And I should have known because that's how I was about Harry Potter. I'm serious. <laughs> everybody loved Harry Potter. I could not watch it because everybody else did, or could not read it because everybody else had. Um, but something about Walter Mitty, like, I don't I don't want to see that film at all. And I like I was like, mm, I was, like hateful about it. I ain't seeing that. I think it was the poster. And, like, there's nothing wrong with the poster. I don't know what it is. I just <laughs> can't watch it. Anyway, and then all of a sudden Richard's saying, let's put Walter Mitty on the list. And I'm like, Walter Mitty. And, anyway, I saw it. And
0: I, so many things I put on the list gets that reaction.
1: I <laughs> you notice that. <laughs> yeah, but I do it anyway. So, um, in this particular case, it paid off. And I really did enjoy this film, and it's, I'm going to put Vindication. it... Vindication! I'm going to throw this pillow at your face. So...
0: <laughs> Have it on record so we can, you know, file the police it's report. It's not the letter. worst thing
1: I've ever threatened. Simple battery. <laughs> anyway, so um, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is my only fleet choice. Um, <clears throat> so I was surprised... By the how much I really enjoyed Ben Stiller, That's his name right? Correct. And um, Kristen Wiig. I mean, I I feel like she she's a really brilliant com- comedian and um a wonderful actress. But I really liked kind of the subtle thing that was happening in this film. And I think feel, feel like both of them, they've both been like buffoonish characters mm-hmm. in films before.
0: She really played it straight.
1: And both of them were like a little bit understated and both of them came across um, to me as kind of like underdogish type characters, mm. like real life type people and they just kind of just became victors and just like larger than life people through the triumph that is experienced in the transformation that Ben Stiller's character has and them finding each other and um, her being interwoven in his story in such like a a, a nice way, not like a creepy way. So um, Ben Stiller is a dreamer at the very beginning, um, and he kind of you know goes off and and uh, thinks about things. Is, is you know this
0: very rich and detailed fantasy life yeah. going on. <clears throat>
1: like, I'm sure we can all relate, but he like for real, you know, goes to another place in his head. And, um, <clears throat> you know, again, that could have been taken in, like, a completely different um, direction. And we're, it was just too much. But it, it wasn't. It was just tastefully done. And, um, anyway, like I said, she is interwoven in his story. And she becomes, like, part of the the reason that he gets the courage to actually start moving in his life and and getting out of that inertia in his life that he's experiencing and uh, to see and experience some really beautiful amazing brave things and um, I like that uh, she was part of his story she wasn't the answer Mm. but she was part of his story I think that's a lot more realistic than a lot of these films where it's like that other person becomes like a savior type and it's like that's a little much Right. My friend, I mean that's, you know, interesting, passionate, romantic, but that's not exactly realistic. And I feel like this was a, a realistic romance, and one well, that was you know, that was nicely portrayed. So that is one very big plus right there. And the the those two good actors that were that were in the movie. Sean Penn is also in this film, mm-hmm. and I I loved his vibes, kind of like. Guruish ish dude who's just like uh, really got things figured out and um, he's imparting this wisdom through words and pictures <clears throat> and um, he has a really interesting relationship with Ben Stiller and a kind of like he's like a, a hero and an observer in ben, ben Stiller's life which is fascinating because Ben Stiller is kind of like this guy who's the anti-hero, and and he's also just, like, this regular Joe. Right. But all of a sudden, there's this person that's so interesting, and um, this guy that's so interesting is completely interested in this guy that's supposed to be uninteresting, Mm -hmm. which, like, gave credibility to Ben Stiller's character and, like, this huge truth that each one of us is really somebody, you know? Right. And we can be somebody to somebody else. We can be the hero to somebody and we are we are a hero ourselves. So <clears throat> that was another another big plus. Not to mention the fact that dude bested a shark. So I'm just saying
0: <laughs> See, and for me that's the part where I was like, uh,
1: was like, is it a fantasy or is I, that really happening? I didn't like it.
0: Because as soon as I was like, okay, that's real, I was like, that's not real. It took me out of the movie, and which is a shame because I enjoyed the movie by and large, but I did not care for that part. And to me, that's important because you have this rich, deep fantasy life that he has, and then you're dropping him into the real world, quotation marks there, um, and he goes through some experiences that are just not at all... Really, it's that one. The volcano, it's fine. Sure. That didn't bother me. Um, but it was it was mainly the shark. He jumped the shark. There's you another term. Do you know the term, jump the shark?
1: It sounds familiar.
0: It's a term. It comes from the TV show Happy Days, where the character, the Fonz, literally jumps over a shark while skiing. Um, and it is meant to indicate that a... Uh, concept or an idea has gone past the point of believability um it, it's no longer sustaining, so for me that was a really it, it was it was not a great moment for the for the movie um it took me out of it i also and this is prejudicial I don't tend to like Ben stiller
1: I don't either
0: he's not my guy um but his, he was
1: in this film he for me and, anyway.
0: This is Ben Stiller. I hope you never listen to this podcast. I'm sure you will. Are you cursing us, Richard? Um, ben ch- Stiller <laughs> directing this film, to me, smacked of vanity. Why? It seemed very, look how awesome I am. I'm, ro- I'm skating down this mountain, super fast, looking cool. Look at me, i got ice in my beard. (laughs) I've become so manly and strong through the course of this film. And then, look at me, I chewed out my old boss and told him where he could stick it. Because I'm manly. And it just, it it seemed... Are you you telling me? You had this really interesting, subdued character... And the journey that he goes on is transformative. But I didn't buy the transformation. And I didn't buy the transformation in part because... And you're going to laugh, but the shark thing really bothered me. And the other aspect of it is is that I felt like the subtlety of the transformation wasn't there. I did not buy... The progression from point A to point C and so which all of which is to say again I liked this movie I would watch this movie again maybe if I watched it again I'd be a little more soft on it but I don't care for I don't care for him uh, in general I
1: that that particular argument I' just what are you saying that a director can't Stop no I'm,
0: I'm not saying that at all there are a great many directors who star in their films and do a fantastic job i am prejudiced against ben stiller i admit it
1: <laughs> all right there you have it folks
0: i think that it's ego driven
1: and you know what i i i don't have a problem with but
0: that. but you know what what actor director probably isn't to some extent ego driven let's be just, honest i
1: was just having a conversation with myself about being narcissistic today like i feel like it's and did a you real... tell yourself
0: you were right and you were the best and
1: <laughs> yeah something like that that's the conversation i always have with myself so anyway <clears throat> no i just i don't know i don't i don't buy that argument i hear what you're saying Cause it's like, hey, look at me! I can do all these things, and look at me—I'm buff. And like, don't think I didn't notice those muscles. I sure did. But I mean, I mean, for his character, like, I can, I could see it, and it was understated enough. Um, at the very beginning, where it was a joy to watch him do those other things, because I was like, yes, we are all powerful. Like we. And we can just get that little motivation to get out of that spot in our lives and just go and do something amazing, yes, like best a shark, I don't know, I don't care, you know,
0: no. like whatever,
1: like I don't know
0: don't best a shark, ben. well,
1: I don't go look for a shark to best I mean
0: <laughs> so i I'm probably dinging this film harder than I actually feel it ought to be dinged, so. Suffice yeah. it to say, even with him directing and even feeling like there's a, an element of vanity to what's going on within his choice of who he was in the film and the choice of the plot and everything else, it's still, it has a lot of resonance. Um, the cast is great. The The imagination scenes are great. The cinematography is great. I wanted to go to like yeah, all nice. of the places that he went to, even Afghanistan. And that's saying something. I I
1: agree with you. Um, You know what I loved also? Who I loved? That guy that works at E Harmony. I love how that hmm. was like the constant in the movie is the E Harmony thing, because it started at the beginning. Well, there you go. Because it's like he he, I I mean I felt myself in that moment where he where he's like, do I look? Do I hit like on her profile? I mean like, and he gets up in the chair and he like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happened to me? That very <laughs> thing, right there, and then, you know, eventually, like he's talking to this guy on e, on E Harmony, and his he Harmony guy ends up being kind of like his life coach, right? And he witnesses the transformation himself,
0: right. and then like
1: all of a sudden, like he's getting all these likes on E Harmony and um, you know, and he's so cool, and people are interested in, in the things that he's done, but and he's the witness to the transition is mm. is brilliant, and it's also very unique and creative. And I appreciated that about this film. All right, so we've asked quite eloquent about that. So are you about to tell me that your on choice is Eat, Pray, Love?
0: No. Although, <laughs> although, it is my number two choice. Oh! Um. And it was harder for me than I thought it would be. And let me tell you, Eat, Pray, Love... <laughs> E. Pray, love is three episodes and a prequel. It's like a little pro, uh, a little beginning blurb, and then it's three episodes, right? It's Italy, it's uh, where is it? India, and then Bali. The second episode, I loved. I loved
1: it. Why did you love it,
0: Richard Jenkins? Richard Jenkins, yeah. underlined, all caps, circle the man, put a big stamp on him. I don't know why he's not on the cover of this film. Good grief, he gave one of the best performances of a supporting actor I've ever seen in any movie Ooh. ever. Wow. I loved him in Preach. this role. Preach. He made me cry. <laughs> oh, I was standing there folding laundry, watching this movie, And he starts to speak, and I stop folding laundry, and I look at him, and I cry while my wife is asleep. Um,
1: (laughs) And is not there to comfort me
0: in my tears. Um, Fan-frickin-tastic. Loved that part of the movie. Thought that it was really well done. Julia Roberts does a great job throughout. Great supporting cast. All that fun stuff. But the other episodes were just not as good as episode two.
1: You didn't like her eating that pizza? No, like, oh, I, I love the
0: eat part. <laughs> and I love the pray part, but I love the pray part. And the love part was also really good. But the pray part was so much better than the eat or the love. It's like that um, way in the book, too, for me. I honestly, I was like, why don't you just go home with Richard Jenkins? Go to Texas. Right. That man will love you.
1: Right, people struggling together. Yeah, honestly, thought it might go that way when I I've I seen the film before way. it. When I read the book,
0: but I knew it wouldn't.
1: Anyway, so sad. All right. So yeah,
0: no, but I so Richard love. I really, I really liked that part of the film to such an extent that like mm, it bumped it up a lot higher for me, and it has some good things too. I also like the soundtrack. Had some good music right. going on in there. Very right, cool. Anyway, my favorite is Walk in the Clouds.
1: <laughs> Which was my favorite? He's going to
0: disagree, girlfriend. <laughs> so, for me, whenever I think of Walk in the Clouds, I think of it as almost a fairy tale. It has this fantastical element to it that... Um, I never think of it as being truly in the real world.
1: That's interesting and I can I can see where you get that vibe already.
0: Um and so I always kind of approach it with this kind of rose-colored fantasy lens. Um although there's nothing in the film that is in any way openly fantastical or or out of reality, but it has that feel to it for me. Your criticism of Keanu is understandable. However, I think he's playing Clark Kent here. And I think Clark...
1: That's Christopher Reeves.
0: No. He's playing Clark Kent. Uh, He's not playing Christopher Reeves. He's playing a nice guy. And a nice guy who's trying to do the right thing, but is kind of out of his depth. Um, and so, I like him in this role. Um, I love Anthony Quinn. Yes. I love Giancarlo Gianni, uh, the father of the young lady. Yes, yes. Um, Great actors, both doing a great job. I love the scenery, and I love... Um, when I was watching this with my wife, one of the things that bothered her was the moral gray that you talked about. But for me, the moral gray is the conflict. It's the thing that makes it interesting, is here's a guy who's trying really hard to do the right thing in every aspect. He's trying to do the right thing for this woman. He's trying to do the right thing in his marriage. He's trying to do the right thing for his future. And yet, as he gets into it, he recognizes that... Not all of these things are right and some of them are made wrong in trying to pursue the other thing. If
1: With that makes what sense. you just said, can I just ask this question? Is this your only choice because you see yourself most in this movie than the other three?
0: Wow, you're you're telling me that you think I'm Clark Kent. That's very flattering. No. Um Richard, sure.
1: what you just said was you're talking about this guy who's trying really hard to do the right thing and there's like this glisten in your eyeballs here it's like you see in yourself and this, and this man you Actually, are a very good person
0: that's very kind of you I, I think honestly I think that his struggle is pretty universal for any good person who discovers that you know a choice that they've made wasn't necessarily the right choice for them and then how to address and move forward with that um, I recognize that like there are elements of the film that are are far fetched, that are are fairy tale esque, the the burning down of the entire crop, um, the um, the the humorous interactions and like the the near misses on the truth and all of these little cutesy details. And again, I use cutesy. And yet in this case, I liked it, um, and it's probably because. Again, I don't look at it as being a representation of something real. I look at it as a fairy tale, um, and so uh, I think that's one of the reasons that I like it. I and it has such a positive ending. It's upbeat, and it's hopeful, um, and it's it's about the idea that okay, everything's been burnt to the ground. And yet, there's hope, and we can rebuild, and we can make there's something some right. This one grip.
1: Um I oh, don't know. That's a pretty convincing argument. Maybe maybe I will reexamine my life.
0: Well, your mm-hmm. argument for Walter Mitty was also pretty convincing, so maybe... Except for the shark. Uh, except for the shark, that dadgum shark. <laughs> uh, we're just going to have to skip that part. <laughs> Uh, I I, al- I almost skipped it as I watched it because I was like, "You're you're killing me here." Um,
1: i seriously had to ask myself, "Is this really happening?"
0: Yeah, yeah, and the movie kind of makes you do. I don't know if that was intentional on this that part. Guy's
1: face. Yeah, <laughs> are, you real? are you real?
0: Sorry for the <laughs> face touch. But yeah, I, I, I like that. That was cute. So um, we disagreed a lot here, and yet we also agreed.
1: Because, again, this these were, like, middling films for me. Like, right. They didn't inspire such passion. And I'm I'm sitting there, like, thinking, like, if I were going to create a graph um, <laughs> with with how much I like these, they're like, me, me, me. Like, they would all be sitting there in the middle. And um, like, right. how do you call a week or a fleek on any of these?
0: Right. Like, Even Under the Tuscan Sun is not that much far below the other three for me. So... Let's give the series an, oh, these series of films out of ten passports. I was going
1: to say passports.
0: <laughs> passport stamps. Oh no! Stamps. Passports. No stamps. We can't have ten passports. We're not Jason Bourne. That comes for Jason Bourne. <laughs> All right. No,
1: but these are four different people on four different travel and, journeys and themselves. Look, Eat Pray Love. They find asked six each other. other people listen, who would have Eat Pray Love?
0: They asked about how many passport stamps each of them had. And that was like their way of connecting.
1: Yours makes more sense, but mine's funnier. So. I like
0: mine better. <laughs> We're saving the passports for Jason Bourne. right? For That's season five season. or whenever this is that not this happens. Season. All right. Passport, passport stance. Passport, passport. <laughs> I give it. I give it five out of ten. Sitting right there, right there in, right the in the middle. middle like for it just me.
1: said. I don't think that I can give it a low, low score considering the amount of times that I've seen E Pray Love, and Under the Suskins. <laughs>
0: Look, it has five because of Richard Jenkins, right there. He got a whole other.
1: No, like is four. that completely fair? I mean, he did a great job, but.
0: Oh, he made me cry. I'm sorry. When a man makes me cry on film, I give that man love.
1: All right, you got a five, Richard Jenkins. There you go. He he. And everybody else gets ignored. Where's his Academy Award? Including the award. fairy tale. That he just waxed eloquently about. Hey. So,
0: all right, <laughs> Richard Jenkins, you listen to this podcast <laughs> and then reach out to me, man.
1: He was good. I'm not gonna lie, and I love that he called her groceries. Yeah, um, awesome. He was I love so everything funny. about him so in that role. And then he took her out for a soda.
0: That might have had methamphetamines in it.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I think I might have to give it a six point five. 6.5, because Fair I've seen go. Eat, pray, Love, Fair. and Under the Tuscan Sun so many times. Yeah. And I do like A Walk in the Clouds, even though I put it at the bottom, yeah. and Richard's argument might make me put it up farther after this podcast, and I will regret it, that he was right and that was wrong. Well, right. But we'll just see. <laughs> even
0: with my five, it's still nowhere near the two I gave Twilight. So, <laughs> Twilight, never you fear, you're in no danger of being dethroned. Anytime soon.
1: see, there was some victory for them (laughs) in that number. I think they're secure for a while. Mm. Unless we find something else. Let's hope we don't.
0: Let's hope we don't.
1: I don't know. I I watched Twilight this week. I did.
0: I didn't. (laughs) The first one, I
1: said, the first or the second one. (laughs) Watch the first one for the tone. There you go. Now, podcast audience, you have to go back and listen to Twilight.
0: Mm. Or don't. Travel somewhere instead.
1: Travel somewhere forks maybe
0: or not